Well, after the PSG debacle, Rennes got everybody happy again in France on uh, on Thursday evening. And uh, it was a stirring performance from Julian Stefan's side to beat Arsenal 3-1. They repeated, uh, it was bizarre actually on Sunday, almost an identical scenario. Rennes were playing at home against Caen, arguably less illustrious opponents. <laughs> Caen second Struggling bottom. Caen. Struggling Caen second from bottom. But Caen took the lead through Casimir Ninga. Con um, then had a, a player sent off, just like Arsenal did on Thursday night. Ren scored from a free kick, Benjamin Bourdieu. This time he didn't need the, the ball coming back at him off the wall. He played it straight in. And then two more goals. Ismail Assar, absolutely exceptional, setting up goals for Adrian Unu and uh, Mbignon. It finished 3-1 to Ren, just like it did against Arsenal. Um, Ren getting everybody feeling feeling good in France because they were superb against Real Betis. They've turned Arsenal over and they're in a, a terrific position to try to go through at the Emirates on Thursday. Yes. <laughs> no, so, it's so, been a, it's, uh, the, the thing about Ren is, is just how under this new coach, they have a feel-good, there's a great atmosphere within the squad under uh, Julien Stéphane. I think that's what he's done more than anything else is just let the, give them this belief and this renegade attacking idea that whatever happens, we're going to go down firing, we're going to go down shooting. And for the moment, they're riding that wave and things are, things are working for them. It, they're not a club like Paris Saint-Germain or Juventus. They're not a giant institution that can't afford to get carried away with successes if we go back to, to what's happened with Paris. They're the exact opposite. They're the AS Roma that need to ride this wave, this, this great feeling of confidence and make things happen. And I think it's working for them. Romanticism, Romantic. Maybe more like Empoli than A.S. Roma. Uh, I, I see what you did there with the Ren and Renegade. Very nice. Uh, yeah, but they're on great form. And, and one of the questions is, you know, uh, can they continue to, to ride this wave? And also, of course, once the summer comes, can they hold on to one or two of their, uh, the very excellent players who are well, doing so gonna well? Well, they're going to make a packet Saar. load of money if they don't hold on to the likes of Saar. Saar is a fantastic player, isn't he? And he's mm. been doing really well. And he cost them a pretty penny as well last summer. Yeah, he, he cost, cost about them a lot 18 million when he mm. joined from Mets. And um, well, he's a player who gets fouled even more than Neymar. He mm. was butchered by Kevin Teofield Catrine, I think it was, in a game against Saint Etienne quite early in his Ren days. Uh, what I really like about Ren, they've got some lovely footballers. Uh, Clement Grenier's resurrection has been mm. superb. I, I had my doubts about him physically. Was he able to play as one of the two? In midfield, and he's done that really well this season alongside Benjamin Andre. Benjamin Andre for me is one of the most underrated oh, solid yeah. midfielders. I don't go along with that, but there we go. We'll carry on. <laughs> Adam Ben Arthur has, has been very, very good as well once he got fit, uh, especially in these big European matches. Uh, Bourgeau, the cut price David Beckham, uh, it doesn't need to beat a man to cross the ball well. Very good from free kicks. Got the same haircut, just about. Similar, yeah, good footballer's haircut. <laughs> and then. Um, yeah, the pace and power in the advanced positions with Saar in particular, but also Mbignon. And I'm really interested in the way that he's integrated Unu recently because you're never quite sure what Adrian Unu's real position is. But he obviously applies what Julian Stefan wants as the centre forward. I think he's more of an attacking midfielder still. Mm. But he fits into that system and they're doing really, really well. And Julian Stefan, uh, for people who don't, don't follow French football as closely as we do, uh, is the son of Guy Stefan. And Guy Stefan is the number two to Didier Deschamps uh, with the France national team. It has been uh, with Deschamps for a while. They were mm. also champions of France with, with Marseille. And before that, Guy Stefan was, uh, was a coach in his own right with Lyon and other team teams. So we have a whole family story going on. And Julian Stefan was the guy that Thierry Henry wanted to take as his number two when he arrived in Monaco. And Rennes, as we can now see, quite rightly said, 
No way, Jose. He's um, he's clearly a very bright young coach, and he is impressing people, including including Robert Perez, who spoke to us about Ren's performance. Robert was obviously a little bit sad to see his Arsenal side lose three one at uh, Roazon Park, but uh, we mentioned those players. We've got Bourjo usually lining up on the left hand side, Ishmael Assar on the right, and then Ben Arthur just playing behind either Mbaignong or Adrian Unu, as was the uh, the case against Arsenal and Robert Perez is really enjoying the way that uh, that uh, Julian Stefan is setting his team up he, he want to play with the old school you know the 4-4-2 but when you have the player they can play on this uh, tactic it's amazing because you can you can uh, you can attack with four or five players uh, defensively they they have a strong uh, strong players um, so is for for the for the first season for him and especially for for Ren, yeah, is a is a great surprise. Yeah. So Dave, do you think Julian Stefan will be as bold on Thursday and will go to the Emirates with those attacking players as he did at, at, at Real Betis and they managed to win three one there? I think he should be as bold because if Ren managed to score, then that only heightens Arsenal's problems. I might take a, a slight issue, far be it for me to do that with someone of Robert Perez's calibre. I don't think it's a 4-4-2. Ben Arthur plays in a more withdrawn role. It's more like a, a 4-2-3-1. Uh, but it is good to see uh, that attacking approach. Shocking numbers, Raoul, on this first podcast. 4-4-1-1. <laughs> oh, don't go there, Rob. Ooh, don't do ooh. it. Don't do it. Um, I, I think it's a case of Stefan getting the best out of the players he's got available. If he had a squad like Patrick Vieira's at Nice, he'd have to play in a very different fashion. But at mm. Rennes, they have these ball players, they have pace. That's but, the best way to play. But you know what's it. great? What I find refreshing as somebody who has uh, commentated goodness knows how many hundred uh, Liga matches and seen <laughs> three defensive midfielders and uh, a lone striker and teams defending and defending. You know, we talk about this 4-4-2, whatever you want to call it. Ben Arthur playing behind a forward, two proper attacking guys on the flanks. Even the two midfielders. You've got Benjamin Andre's more of a sitter, but technically excellent. Clement Grenier has played as a, as a number 10 in, in his career. These are really good footballers. And I haven't seen, you know, let's take PSG out of the equation because they've got a ridiculous number of top players. But I haven't seen a league side playing in Europe like this with, with, with so many footballers, so many attacking footballers. He's a young coach as well, which is, it means he hasn't necessarily come through the, uh, the French coaches system at Clairefontaine, which, uh, of course, was so influenced by uh, Jacquet after winning the World Cup in, in 98, this idea of, of playing for a result. There's no team that can play for a result like a French league outside. They, they, they can value, they, they work out every match how they're going to get points. We can get one point there, one point there. Maybe we can get three points there. Anything we get away there is a bonus. And they planify their whole season plan their whole season for how they, can, how, how they can pick up points left and right. That's not the case with this young coach who also obviously has the players and decides I'm going to play to my players' strengths. Most coaches will tell you it's not the formation. It's not whether you play 4-2-3-1 or 4-4-2. It's the mentality that you play with these players. And to, to tell your players, look, we've got this many attacking players that know how to play football. Go out and play your game. Within this system, you have certain defensive obligations. You have tactical orders you have to follow, but go and play your football. And we, we come back to, to mentality again, because I think maybe not all our listeners are, are familiar with Wren, who haven't won a trophy since 1971. And they've become, unfortunately for them, the perennial losers in France. They've, they've made it to two cup finals recently. And uh, uh, 
I think their fans wish they hadn't because they, they went to the final and they lost to Gangon, who were their, their, their neighbours, Minnows, a, a little village sort of outside, outside of Wren. So it was a really embarrassing experience. But and a League Cup final loss as well. And a League Cup final. Three mm. finals they've, they've lost. They consistently underperformed. But that mentality, it, it looks to be changing now, Darren, doesn't it? And they're going to need that mentality on, on Thursday. Yeah, I th- I'm going to be fascinated to see what's going to happen uh, away to Arsenal, whether they're going to go out and, and play as they can play or will they, will they be hit by the occasion you know, and perhaps freeze because you know, it's not every day that they play against a, a team so illustrious and in such a big stadium with uh, hopefully for Arsenal anyway, you know, so, some, some powerful home support, although that's not guaranteed. Um, I, I think they can beat Arsenal. I think they can go through to the next round. But it's one of those, Matt, like we'll probably be sitting here in two months' time and saying, oh, Rennes' season fell apart. They went out of the Coupe de France at the semi-final stage. They fell at the Emirates and they failed to qualify for Europe through the league. And you won't be saying as complimentary things. <laughs> and that's, but and that, and everyone that's will forget that's what we Ren said we today. <laughs> Listen, I was, I was at Rosen Park on Thursday and there's something very special going on. It's around, isn't it, Matt? I, I had three galette saucisses because I've, I've heard so much about these. Uh... Did you go to the one just next to the away fans entrance? The one opposite the car park there where the players arrived? I That's went, my I, personal favourite. I got one. Right. Park. I got one. Yellow, yeah. yellow and green one. The, the famous right. galette saucisses. You have to explain to people. What so it's, it's basically like a savoury crepe, crepe with, uh, with, yeah. with a sausage inside. And, uh, I go with just mustard. Personally. The, well, the lady said to me, do you want it nature? which sort of means plain. So I was like, I, I wasn't sure what she was going to throw in. So I said, oui, oui, uh, nature, nature. And, uh, and then she just gave it to me. It was all a bit dry. So I had to go back and say, can I get a bit of ketchup in that, in that please? So I had one outside the main stand and then two in the, in, in the press area. That's probably why you got those problems in the third set, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but apart from the galette saucisse, the atmosphere, absolutely electric, 35,000 people. And Arsenal, I think Unai Emery warned them. I think Obama Young and Lacazette knew that it was going to be a tough game, but I think they were still surprised by, by what hit them in Brittany last Thursday. 